Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Daniela with Bestie Life, the podcast, and I am so excited for you to meet my guest today. She is amazing. You are going to just like light up when you hear her story and everything. Her name is Robbie Raw. She is the Raw Truth is her book, and she's going to talk about that today as well. But she's also a radio and TV host of the Raw Truth Health and Fitness, an author, a speaker, brand influencer, registered nurse, nutritionist, fitness instructor. I mean, to hear what she accomplishes in a day is amazing and she dedicates herself to helping everyone live their best life possible. So thank you so much, Robbie, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be here, Daniela. So if you can dive in a little bit and share all the details of all these different roles and what's led you from one to the next to the next and how you've come to where you are today. Yeah, it's quite a journey. Um, You know, back in the dark ages when I was young, uh, my mom said, do you want to be a teacher or nurse? Those were the only two choices. And I said, well, I guess I'll be a nurse because I like, you know, the body and health and stuff like that. So I became a nurse and I worked, you know, many, many years, a couple decades in the hospitals. And I just felt like I wasn't making a difference. Like, I'm like, why are these people here? We got to figure out why they're here and prevent them from coming back. And that was on my heart way back when, which was pretty progressive in my mind, (laughs) you know, to think about getting to the root cause of disease back then when I was, you know, literally in my twenties, I don't know how I thought about that, but so long story short, I decided to work at a gym and I was building my way up the ladder and long story short. I just eventually left nursing and went right into fitness and worked my way up the ladder at this, you know, Fortune 500 company that was national and became the national director, all while I was teaching classes and building a business on the side for nutrition, because I always had heart for teaching people fitness and nutrition. Halfway through my career, my sister, who had been misdiagnosed for two years with what health professionals said was a blocked milk duct, ended up being stage four metastatic breast cancer. And it literally rocked all of our worlds. Uh, It was a tipping point for me because I, I stopped focusing on my gene size and really started focusing on health and Mm -hmm. food as medicine and everything else. And uh, she was only uh, 42 years old when she was diagnosed. Three world-class doctors basically said she needed to go home and get her affairs in order, that she didn't have very much time to live and there was nothing they can do. And I said, only God knows the day and the hour, and Mm -hmm. we are going to do whatever we can. Of course, we prayed. We got down on our knees and prayed, prayed, prayed. 
and also started researching on the internet, uh, you know, breast cancer. And what kept coming up was something that wasn't in the mainstream media. It's something I never heard of before. And it was that cancer has a sweet tooth and dairy is linked to breast cancer and all this stuff that no one ever told us. And so um, my sister was a sugarholic as I, I was. And we basically changed her diet. And by the grace of God, uh, she lived 10 years. She had four boys, two babies when she was diagnosed. And so God gave her 10 more years. And so I I just completely, um, I feel like I went from sick care to health care and then learned everything I could and decided to, you know, make it my life mission to help other people. And I actually promised my sister in the the last few days of her life that I would do two things. And that would be to help take care of her four boys, which I do. I'm really close to two of them, which are, were the same age as my two daughters. They were the babies when she got sick and we helped raise them. And then the other thing was to make sure no one went through what she went through. And Mm -hmm. so I, I make it my business to help people to not only prevent disease, but to reverse disease because we can change our health. From that passion came radio, TV, book, everything, speaking. And it really, I don't know, it just kept unfolding. And I think it was because every time I spoke, I was so passionate mm-hmm. about it. I was I always cry, I still cry today when I speak. And um, and I do believe that that we need to teach other people not to accept a diagnosis like that, that you can change your health and get to the root cause of what I call this ease. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I just literally, everything just started happening and all these platforms opened up for me. And I'm a mother of two girls. And, you know, one of my, my daughters is a resident physician and the other one uh, is a waitress, but uh, she is, went to Moody Bible school. And, and, and so I always instill to them that we need to take charge of our health and take, take charge of our life. And I think they're doing that. I wish they live closer now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So yeah, because you didn't mention that either when you were listing all the different things you were doing, you were also raising a family doing all those things and the passion you show and bring to your family, to your businesses, to your endeavors and everything. Um, if you haven't read her book yet, The Raw Truth Recharge, Seven Truths to Health and Fitness, it is just so inspirational because you do lay it all out there in a such a honest way, you know, that you went through everything your sister went through, your mom, you share, this isn't just like a factual book, this is you. And you can feel that passion as you're reading these stories. And then you transition into the health part of it. And you can tell this isn't just information, you know, this is how you live. And and I love that you bring that energy to everything you do. Thank you. Well, yeah, that that book came about because I was speaking all over the US and Canada. Mm-hmm. And people kept saying to me, you know, do you have what you're saying written down? And I'd say, well, no, but um, I have a couple exercise videos. They'd be like, yeah, well, that's good. You know, we'll buy the exercise videos, but we want what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so I started literally writing everything that I was saying that was in my heart and that I had researched over the years. I started writing it down and I was really praying to God, just like, okay, God, what do you want this book to be about? Like, I just felt like, okay, people want what I'm saying, but I don't know what the chapters are going to be. And so I just kept writing down like what I thought was important to our health. It's not just what we eat and how much we exercise, 
it's not what the what's on the end of our fork. It's not just that. It's it's what we hear and what we see. And it's about our faith and our mm-hmm. family and our food and our fitness and detox and sleep and stress management. I felt that what I've learned from my own patients is that it's all of that. It's not just what we eat and how much we exercise. So I wrote those down and it came to seven chapters and I literally got chills. I remember that moment that I realized it was seven chapters, which I don't think was a coincidence because seven is very significant in the Bible. It means Mm -hmm. perfection. It means completion. And I was just like, Ooh, it's a sign. (laughs) Yeah. And so I said, okay, that's, those are the chapters of the book. And, and the the book needs to be called seven truths to health and fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, the fact that you in, integrate your faith and your family into everything you do. And, you know, they're not so many times I hear women say, you know, that those are some of, you know, their family, their responsibilities are the obstacles to growing into who they want to be into pivoting into different things. And yet those have been the catalysts for you into becoming all these different roles and versions of yourself over the years. Yes. You know, I'll tell you this, I took my book to a national publisher and very well-known national publisher. And they said, we love your book. We want to pick up your book, but we want you to take the faith part out of it. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, thank you. (laughs) Because without God, this book wouldn't have happened, nor would it even matter. So that's who I am. And of course, I'm Italian and my family, you know, my mom, I had the pleasure of taking care of her. She lived with us for several years. And it's all part of like what I've learned in my life and those experiences in my family and with my faith and what my mom taught me. It's all part of, Mm -hmm. I couldn't leave that out of the book. And just, I think people, when they picked up that book, they thought it was just going to be eat this, not that and why. And here are the exercise guidelines for health and fitness. And, and so it's not, it's that, but it's so much more than that. And it's really about those seven truths. Right. Well, because anybody could write the eat this, not that factual kind of stuff like this is staying true to you. And you didn't kind of, you know, give in to what would bring you, you know, that immediate commercial kind of thing. You were like, nope, I'm going to be me. This is who I'm putting out there. This is what I'm going to do. And I think that's what makes it so much more relatable that, you know, just the honesty of it all, the trueness of who you are, the vulnerability, all those things are where you can see those moments of yourself throughout the story. Yeah, for sure. Even, thank you. Even with, you know, quite honestly, with the food and fitness part, like I always felt I was fat. Um, My brother-in-law, who's no longer my brother-in-law, made a comment (laughs) a long time ago that I had ham hocks for legs and it kind of clicked something in my brain that made me like so self-conscious about my looks and my weight and everything else. And I actually used that, I turned it around. I used it to, you know, to not only transform my own life and eat healthy and want to be fit, but also to help other people. And I, I actually thank him to this day, although he'll never see me again. <laughs> if he's listening, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Well, but, and, yeah. and it's interesting how I think that happens to all of us in some way, some statement from someone who doesn't play a big role in our lives, who's insignificant. It's that one negative comment that can supersede every positive thing we've heard our entire life. And it really is, 
I think, a choice. How we let that, whether you know we choose to believe it and stay in that negative place or use it as that tool and that motivator to be like, you know what, I'll show you. Watch me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I sort of felt like that. And I mean, the enemy is always trying to get in there and um, make us think those negative thoughts. I get that all the time right before I speak. Um, one of the places I speak every year is Kingdom Bound, which is a huge Christian fest- festival with thousands of people. Well, I can't even tell you how the how the enemy will just like you are not worthy. Like, who do you think you are getting up there and speaking? Like, and I literally I expect it now. I'm like, I'm ready. Okay. Like, just come at me because I am going to give it all and glorify God in the process, no matter what the enemy tells me, but he's always out there to uh, try and neg us out. Oh, yeah. I call mine. I heard it from somebody else. I call them the mean girls in my head. You know, and and just even with what I do clinically in my social work profession, you know, we talk about when it comes to anxiety, it's not about avoiding it. It's not about running from it. It's about making friends with that discomfort, making friends with those thoughts and those feelings is part of how you work through anything negative and uncomfortable. Oh, a hundred percent. I, first of all, I want to tell you, Danielle, I, Danielle, I've been following you and you need to write a book, girl. You need to write a book because (laughs) you have so much great info and um, you're obviously, uh, you know, more than capable of it and qualified. Uh, But yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, and, and women are the worst, you know, young girls and women were the worst. So we really do need to be our own health advocate, but also, you know, be our own advocate, not just health advocate in everything. You know, I say have health by, by choice, not by chance, not by a roll of the dice. And really that's the part of our life. I should say that's applied to every part of our life. We need to be mindful about what we are doing, what we are saying, what we are reading, what we are hearing, what we are speaking, everything. And it takes intentionality. It takes us, it takes faith, family, food, Mm -hmm. fitness, finance, detox, sleep and stress management for our health and well-being and in all arenas of our life. So yeah, I mean, I have... I think that, you know, we have to break the chains that bind us sometimes and whether it's sugar or whether it's being negative or whether, whether it's the mean girls in our head, <laughs> we need to break the chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't mention, cause it wasn't on your bio, but you are also a mentor. You know, we, we need to add that to your resume because you are practicing what you preach as far as you are now mentoring some amazing teenage girls. I'm not going to lie. Mine's one of them. <laughs> She's part of the future power of the pack in Western New York, and they are looking to make an impact with young people and taking the message that you share and bringing it to the next generation. And you are helping these women find their confidence and their voice and their strength to do those things, which I think is just amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, You know, I'm honored to be a mentor, although I don't think any of those girls need a mentor because they all have amazing moms like you. Um, But, you know, I'm just, I'm so amazed by the drive and just the heart that these young girls have. And, um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm so honored to be a part of it, but I'm hoping that, you know, in some small way I can contribute. (laughs) You do. They absolutely look up to you. And after you're around them, they just have so much to just share and rave about. So, you know, to share a little bit though, personally behind the scenes, I know people know like kind of who you are in public, you're speaking, you're exercising. How do you 
take care of yourself at home. I think, you know, sometimes we have our jobs and our roles, but then also when it comes to taking care of ourselves, we have our, just our personal versions of ourselves. So if you can share a little bit, you know, what do you do for you? Yeah. On you a know, regular basis. <laughs> I, I think, you know, women are the worst with this. We, we put ourselves on the back burner. We take care of everyone else, but ourselves. And I did that for many years when my mother was living with me, I was working two jobs. I was raising two girls. I have a husband, but you know, moms are needed. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did not take very good care of myself. I remember, um, my, so my mom passed away when she was like 92 and she moved in with us at 90 And I, you know, at that time prior, I was, you know, teaching classes and doing all this stuff. And I was like getting a sub for my classes. And my mom said to me, Robbie, if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anyone else. Mm -hmm. And I realized what my mom was saying to me is if I don't take care of me, who's going to take care of her? Because I was taking care of her. And she said, don't, don't get a sub for your class, Robbie, go teach your class do what you need to do, go to the chiropractor, go get a massage, do what you need to do. And really, you know, she always used to say to me, when the mom goes down, the ship goes down. So you better take care of yourself. (laughs) That is so true. That's a great one. We need like a a bumper sticker. (laughs) Yes. My mom was very, very wise. And um, so anyway, at that time, I, I always think about that. I literally always think about what she, all the many things she said that really impacted me, but that was one of them. So I go through phases. Like sometimes I'm so busy and then I'm like, Robbie, put on the brakes. You haven't had a massage this month. You haven't gone to the chiropractor this month. So I try to do this. I try and go to the chiropractor at least once a month. I go for a massage at least once a month. And if I can, if I'm really lucky, I get both of those in twice. I also will spend time going for a walk. I, every day I do devotions. I read my Bible and that's part of my spiritual fitness that I tell everyone, you can't just work on your body. You got to work on your mind, body, soul, spirit, the spiritual fitness, and just being alone with God to hear what he has to say, not give him my long list of things I need. Right. God, please, here's my list. But I I really want to hear what he has to say. Um, That's part of it. Obviously, I take my supplements. Supplementation is so important. Mm -hmm. A lot of my patients uh, that I see in my own practice are cancer patients because they know my story and my heart to help cancer patients. Eating healthy, exercising, and taking our supplements are definitely self-care. It's Mm self-care. Like you have to care enough about yourself to invest in yourself. And I always say you are going to spend the time and the money either way. You're going to either spend the time and the money in healthcare, or you're going to spend the time and the money in sick care, which is better for you. Because a lot of people say, well, I don't have the money to eat healthier. I don't have the time to work out. I'm like, you're going to spend the time and the money either way. Do you want to spend it in a doctor's office or do you want to spend it in the gym? Do you want to spend your money on sick care or do you want to spend your money on health care, which is a gym membership and eating organic and all of that? And so, again, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So we need to make and that's biblical, by the way, we need to make those decisions about self-care for us, taking care of ourselves. 
And I also take a girl's trip every year. I love being with my girlfriends. You know, my husband's like, what's wrong with me? Well, I I love being (laughs) with my husband too, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing like being with your girlfriends. I said to my girlfriends last year, if this is what retirement looks like in the future, us hanging out together, sign me up. I mean, we had so much fun because laughter is so important to our health. It's so powerful. Yeah. And being, you know, connected with other women. I'm so glad that I met you and Maha and all the women that we met through Power of the Pack. It's just been incredible. I just feel the sisterhood and it's it's just good for the soul. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The, your connections and your relationships are such a big part of your self-care. You know, like I always say, it's while I love the massages and the girls getaways and things like that, you know, they are only maybe once a month or once a year. And it's those things you do throughout your day, throughout your week, sending a funny meme, laughing with somebody else, the connections, the way you sleep, the way you dress, the way you organize and decorate your home. Like all these little things are also just such a big part of your self-care because yeah, exactly. Like you said, you will pay now or pay later. And you know, you can't neglect yourself and think that you're going to be able to keep going and going and not die out. Not Absolutely. Out. <laughs> you know, yes. burnout prevention is huge right now. Oh, for sure. And I'm glad you brought up the sleep um, because that's, that's equally important. So on top of that self-care, I get organic hair color, as you know, yes, very important because what you put on your skin is equally as important as what you put in your mouth. I also manage my sleep and my stress for many Many years I had the disease of worry. And you know, God commands us do not worry, do not be anxious for anything. He doesn't say, do not worry and do not be anxious for all these things. But when it comes to your kids, stay up all night and worry. Okay. (laughs) He says, do not be anxious for anything. Trust me. Do not worry. I say Philippians 4, 6, you know, just lay your burdens down to God. And so now I have this ritual. So I go to bed. I make sure that I plug it in my phone and make sure I get eight hours sleep, seven hours, very least. But I have an eye mask and I put it over my eyes and I literally, Danielle, I feel like I'm shutting out the world. It's like the curtain closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I just talk to myself. I'm like, you know, I pray. I say, do not worry. And I literally sleep like a baby now when I never used to. So all of that is important. Managing our stress is so important. How do you do that? You have to mind, be mindful about it. You have to actually go through whatever it is, whether it's supplementation and, and, uh, you know, helping you to get through the day sometimes, you know, St. John's Wort, for instance, you know, just making sure that you're managing your stress. Exercise helps tremendously with that. So does sleep, because if you're sleep deprived, you can't handle anything, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're sleep deprived. And also, you know, just making sure that you have that time to focus on you and meditation. You know, people always say to me, Robbie, you know, well, you're a Christian. Like, how do you, how, how is it that you teach yoga? And I say, you know what? I meditate on God. You know, I, I don't know what everybody else is meditating on, but I meditate on God when I'm doing yoga. Right. There's no one way for sure. No. You know, you can pick what's going to work best for you feels most aligned for you. And I love how you're sharing too. Like I didn't always used to do this. I wasn't always this way because I think sometimes we think, Oh, it's too late. I'm too far gone or things like that, you know, and and there's never a too late time to start. No, it's never too late to start. I have that little sign up in my bathroom. It's like never too late to start, whatever. 
to be happily ever after. It's never too late. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, well, I haven't eaten healthy for years. Why start now? Because you can always make a difference. You can always make a change, whether it's the, the, through the practices that you do, through the mindset that you have, through the actions that you start to take, you can always start to make a difference. Yes. I tell my patients, your blood chemistry changes the minute you start exercising and eating right. You don't have to wait three months. Your blood chemistry changes immediately. You start getting healthy as soon as you start doing healthy habits. You don't have to wait, which is fantastic. It's that's not motivation. I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. That and I think because sometimes it's hard to measure, we don't see those instant moments of oh, I, I did this and now I'm calm. Now I feel better. Now my blood works better. We don't see that instantaneous parts of it. And I even look to part of what I always ask my guests about and talk about is gratitude is such a big part of our self-care as well. Well, Because I think as soon as we change the way we think about a situation or prioritize what we're thinking about, we start to feel differently. And when we can feel differently, we act differently. And so there is that huge mind-body connection of, you know, how transformative all these things can be. But if you can share with us, what are some of the things that you're the most grateful for? Oh, gosh, my healthy body. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started working out literally when I was like 17 years old, when people didn't even know what a gym was. And every single time I walked out of the gym, I said, thank you, Lord, for my healthy body. Mm -hmm. There are people that can't even walk through the door of the gym, let alone work out. So every day, I thank God for my healthy body. I thank him for my my family's healthy body. I thank him for my family in general, my two girls and my husband. I'm so grateful for that. I am grateful for what prayers God has answered. I have right in front of me in my office here, it's a list of God's answered prayers. So when I'm praying about something that he's not answering, mm -hmm. I remember that he is in charge. He walks before us. He goes before us. He knows what tomorrow brings. And if he's not answering a prayer right now that I think needs to be answered, there's a reason for it. Absolutely. He has, he has been faithful in so many ways in my life. Um, I just, you know, I can't even count the ways that he has answered prayers. And sometimes it's in hindsight. So we live life forward, but we learn lessons like backwards. Mm -hmm. Like we could see what's happening after the fact. And so the lessons are learned backwards. I am just so grateful that I have the ability to make a small difference in the lives of other people. And I do feel like it's my calling right now to do that um, because God just keeps placing it on my heart and giving me the gifts. My husband says the gift of gab, but anyway, <laughs> the gift, it is a gift, I guess. It is, absolutely. <laughs> um, it, you know, God, he has that purpose for our lives. And I, I always tell people, if you can figure out what your purpose is, you can figure out what you should do in your life. And I, I always say, you know, draw three circles that intertwine. And at the, you know, beginning in, at the middle of those three circles is your purpose. And so in each of those three circles, you put three things in one, what are you passionate about? Number two, in the second circle, you put what does the world need more of? And in the third circle, you put, what are you good at? And so at, at the center of those circles is your purpose. And for me, I was always passionate about health and fitness. I think the world needs more of it. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, I'm halfway good at motivating yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. And so, 
yeah, that's how I figured out my purpose. So I am grateful to God that I feel like I figured out my purpose because some people go a lifetime and don't figure that out. Right. And I love that actionable strategy that you just dropped on us of (laughs) how to start doing that. Those three simple circles, those three simple questions is such a great tool to make it visual. Once we get stuff out of our head and make it visual and tangible, it makes it so much more actionable. Yes. 100%. Um, And really, we all do have a purpose on this planet. It's not our purpose, it's God's purpose. And so, you know, once we figure out, and I think you're doing what God has called you to do, Daniela. I mean, you're fantastic at it. And I just think that you are living out your purpose as well. So I'm grateful to have met you. (laughs) Absolutely. So where can people find you? How can they work with you, Robbie? Okay. Well, um, let's see. I, my radio shows on WDCX radio. I'm on channel seven, ABC TV. That's Um, in Western New York. Yes. Okay. Yes. In Western New York here, but my radio show streams live, but all of that stuff is on my website at RobbieRaw.com. So you can get all kinds of stuff and sign up for my newsletter there. Awesome. And I will have all the links live in the show notes below. So definitely, if you're not local to us, you can still get all of Robbie's amazing shows and information wherever you are in the world. But thank you so much, Robbie, for joining me today. Well, thank you, Daniela. And I can't wait till you're on my radio show in a couple of weeks. Yes, that'll be great. Thank (laughs) you so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love, alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger, as well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.